Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Well, hello, everyone. I am Matt Williamson. Happy Tuesday to all. Rainy Pittsburgh day here. Um, simple exercise, what we're going to do today. Bill Barnwell, who is analytically driven, but not just a stats nerd. And he and I overlapped at ESPN um, many moons ago. I don't know Bill all that well. We didn't do a lot together, but he does very, very good work for them. Um, has a, a background of football outsiders, but he has a ranking out now of the top 32 team. Well, every third, every team ranked one to 32 in terms of their skill position players, not quarterbacks, not O line, your five skill guys. And he doesn't really address depth that much, but you know, we'll get to that, especially with the Steelers. Um, he has some caveats, which I think are important that he does value. Veterans over rookies. You know, how good are you going to be coming into this year? You know, not how long am I going to keep this guy forever? Injury history is important, you know, availability. And he also said that he values wide receivers more than tight ends and especially running back. So if you're super strong at running back and tight end, but your receivers stink, it's not going to be conducive to these rankings. And I agree with all that. I think that's a good move. Receivers are kind of making the world go round right now. So uh, let's do. 32 to 1, and I'm just going to buzz through some of these teams till we get to the Steelers. We'll talk about the Steelers in detail and some of the teams around them, as well as the AFC North, which going 32 to 1, the AFC North does not come up for some time. So that group of skill guys in the Steelers division has really improved. It's no longer a weakness, that's for sure. 32 is the Houston Texans. I think it's a little rough on them, but they really don't have any star power. I, I like guys like Nico Collins. I mean, I'm not going to get too nerdy on you guys, but they most of their offseason was built around getting a respectable offense for their rookie quarterback. I think they're making some small strides in that way. Carolina's at 31, similar in that it's a rookie quarterback, but it cost them DJ Moore. You know, I mean, Houston traded Brandon Cooks. Carolina had to trade DJ Moore. And they weren't able to do a whole lot around him. I think it's going to be a very long year for this Panthers offense. I would consider having them number one, to be very honest, or 32, to be very honest with you. Arizona Cardinals are certainly in that equation. DeAndre Hopkins is gone. Zach Ertz is really up in age. It's Marquise Brown. It's Rondell Moore. An aging James Conner. Not much there. This is another really bad team. I think the Titans at 29 is being kind to them. I like Chigakwanku a lot to the, the tight end. Derrick Henry still has something in the tank for sure. They're counting on guys like Traylon Burks, though, who might be fine. But, I mean, they are very light at the receiver position. And this is another team I think is not going to win many games this year. The Packers are 28. Wouldn't really know where to rank them. They're the youngest team in the league, you know, since Rodgers trade by far, both sides of the ball. And that's really prevalent with their pass catchers. I mean, they're all 
rookies or second-year guys, but they still have Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. It's not a bad group. It's just a big incomplete grade for the Packers. So young. The Giants are 27. I thought this was a little harsh, considering you do have Barkley. You traded for Darren Waller. I thought their receiver room was as bad as any in the league last year, but they do have some dudes now. I mean, drafted Hyatt and a lot of slot-type receivers. I I think the supporting cast around Daniel Jones is noticeably better. I'm a Wondell Robinson fan. He barely played as a rookie. They signed Paris Campbell. Here's a a bad one. The New England Patriots, they're 26. Ramondre Stevenson is a really good player to me. Other than that, I mean, it's Juju and Hunter Henry and Devontae Parker and very monotone players. Gasecki. I mean, I don't like that group at all. Colts are 25. I think this is a pretty good group, to be honest with you. I think Pittman's one of the most underrated receivers in the entire league. They got a good young stable of tight ends. I like Jelani Woods. The kid Downs they drafted is a slot, is a good young prospect. Pierce last year has some George Pickens-like traits, and they got Jonathan Taylor. So Colts offense to me is set for a big bounce back after being awful last year, and I would have them higher on this list, better than 25th. Denver 24 was crushed by injuries, but I don't know that Javante Williams will will be the same this year. I'm betting he isn't. Young tight end in Dolchich, I like. A group of receivers that are impressive, I guess, or notable, including Mims, their first pick. But Judy, to me, is a vastly overrated route runner. Sutton's a kind of a monotone guy. It's okay. The Rams at 23. Like, Akers is okay. I mean, he's a solid starting back at best. Cooper Cup's a stud, but they have nothing else. Like, how do you rank a team like this that has a star? Cooper Cup would be a top 10 pick in this draft type of thing. And he's going to go really high in fantasy, of course. And nothing else. I would have the Rams lower than 23. The Jets at 22. Two of their rookies from last year were super impressive. Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall. He returns from injury. The rest of the pass catchers are fine. They're, you know, Aaron Rodgers buddies for the most part. But Wilson and Hall would carry a lot of weight for me. I mean, there's not many receivers I would take over Garrett Wilson going forward. Washington, nothing at tight end. Very little in the backfield. All I think Antonio Gibson could rebound, but a good group of receivers. McLaurin's also one of the most underrated players in the league. Dotson looks good. Samuel's a weapon. Uh, this group would, uh, would probably be lower for me. This might shock people. The Bills come in at 20. I think that's just. I mean, Stefan Diggs, kind of like the cup argument, is a star. Gabe Davis is a vastly overrated number two. Kincaid is a first-round rookie, but could be a difference maker, but it shows how they're really hurting for weapons. Pretty average backfield. The Bills kind of one dude. They're a little more fragile than people realize. I mean, they're so Diggs and Allen dependent. This is another one. Like, I have amazing respect, of course, for the Bills, but especially the Chiefs at 19. Their wide receivers are junk. I mean, they're all young and extremely unproven. Kelsey's a star. Kelsey's a cup level plus, you know, in this conversation. But are they really much different than the Rams in terms of weaponry? Pacheco, he's fine. I mean, it's another credit to how well Mahomes played last year with Kelsey and a bunch of dudes. I mean, I would have the Chiefs much lower on this list. Uh, at 18, we have Tampa Bay. Two strong receivers still in Godwin and Evans. I don't see a lot else to get excited there. And 
I got to think Evans is declining or getting to that neighborhood. The Bears at 17, decent group of backs. Kmet's fine. Claypool now should be your third receiver behind, you know, DJ Moore being the one, Mooney being the two. It's okay. I, I, I wouldn't give them this much credit, to be honest with you. I mean, it's a it's an average group at best. They have the Lions at 16, and I can't go there, especially with Jamison Williams being suspended for the start of the season. St. Brown's a star. But outside of that, they're counting on a rookie tight end, a rookie running back. I know they're high picks, but this Lions offense was really, really good last year, but their weaponry doesn't blow me away at all. All right, now we've gotten to the AFC North. So the Ravens come in at 15. So that means four of the four you know, AFC North skill position groups are in the top half of the league. And I don't have any problem with the Ravens at 15. I would not, any of the teams mentioned to me, I would not put ahead of Baltimore. Three receivers that have a lot of questions around them, but a lot better than it was last year. Andrews and likely a tight end. It's really, really good. Probably only second to the Chiefs. I'm still a, a J.K. Dobbins believer, but, you know, I, I mean, he's not the best. He's not the worst. It's a pivotal year for him. I think this is clearly, clearly the best group of skill position players Lamar's ever had with the Ravens. So, give him credit. They did put a lot of resources there. Saints come in at 14. Notice we haven't brought up Steelers. Chris Olave, much like Garrett Wilson, star, rookie, superstar in the making. Um, <coughs> Shahid is another rookie that did a lot for them. Jawan Jennings is a move tight end. Kamara may or may not be suspended, but they have a decent backfield with or without him or, or with or without him uh, part-time at least. Um, so good group. Might be a little high on this group. Kendra Miller is the name I was thinking of, the rookie they had. So Steelers are 13, so this is a good time to take a break. Be back in a moment. A lot of you might not look at it in this light. That's one of the reasons I wanted to do this was, according to Bill Barnwell, and we'll go through this and say, would I take the Steelers over 12, 11, 10? Steelers come in at 13. Skill position players, backs, tight ends, receivers. Now, you'll notice in my article this week, one of the things I said was, I don't see a star in that group. Cooper Cup, Kelsey, you know, a lot of digs, a lot of these names we've mentioned, they're stars. But I also don't see a weakness. And... I'm not going to give Bill a hard time for this, who wrote this. I'm not, you know, he doesn't need to go into the third tight end. He doesn't need to mention Connor Hayward and Jalen Warren and Austin. But I think the depth there is quite good. So I probably would not fight him at all about the Steelers being 13th best in terms of skill position, you know, uh, rankings here. But let's see. Who's at 12 here? We got the Brownies at 12. I prefer the Steelers to the Browns. I have the most respect in the world for Chubb. He's a tremendous, tremendous Hall of Fame type running back. Njoku, to me, is a really good player, but behind Fryermuth, Cooper's very overrated. Um, not that he's bad, but I'm not sure people realize this. He's publicly said several times how he hates playing in the cold. And his stats late in the year, outdoors versus, you know, he went to Bama are very night and day. Well, he plays in Cleveland, uh, you know, 
like the Ravens, though, the Browns boosted their receiving core. You know, they, they, I like their Tillman pick. I like, you know, making the trade for more. So it's, uh, it's fine. I would take the Steelers skill guys over the Browns, but Nick Chubb is a beast. I would also take the Steelers skill guys over the Raiders. Josh Jacobs is a really good player, and I think he's better than Najee. Devontae's better than anyone on either team. He's a star. But now they're looking at Michael Mayer at tight end. You know, Jacoby Myers they gave good money to. This isn't a bad group. I mean, I think there's a case for the Raiders over the Steelers, based mostly on Devontae Adams. Um, But Renfro is not the player he was. He's been really slow lately. Not bad. This one's interesting to me, and I'm not sure where I'd rank them, but he is Atlanta at 10. Now, I think Bijan is a transcendent superstar running back, but he's never played a snap. Drake London's played one year. Pitts has played two. Their stats aren't great. I love the three of them, though. They're all big. They're all unbelievably athletic. I think they're all tremendous talents that have been hurt by circumstances, but there are only three of them. I mean, their fourth, fifth, sixth guy aren't close to the Steelers. And those three have immense upside. Drake London's one of the only rookies I would trade Pickens for straight up. I mean, he's that good. But there's just not much production there yet. So let's get in. That that was 10. Jacksonville's nine. I think I'd rather the Steelers than Jacksonville. Like ATN's okay, but he isn't the receiver people think. I believe Ridley will come back strong and probably would be better than any Steelers receiver. Christian Kirk would be... Below Deontay in the pecking order here, but he's a good player. Ingram is one-dimensional, but they're about the same tier to me. So Jacksonville is nine. The Dolphins are eight. I don't know where I'd rank them. Their pairing of receivers is ridiculous, Tyreek and Waddle. But other than that, there's like nothing left. You know, they have two dudes. So I probably would not rank them this high. Would I rather have the Steelers than Miami? I don't know if I go that far because those two are unbelievably good and dynamic and make everyone around them so much better. But they got two guys and a bunch of nothing, really. At seven is Dallas. Cool with that. CD Lamb's a star. Pollard's really good. Uh, trading for Cooks, fine. Gallup comes back. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm cool with that, to be honest with you. I want to rewind real quick, too. I forgot to mention this with the Steelers is this year the Steelers are 13. This time last year, they were 12. The year before, they were 15. So, Barnwell does this every year. Been a pretty consistent group, you know, all in all. Um, Miami was eight. Dallas was seven. Vikings are six. Jordan Addison is your two now. That's nice. Makes KJ Osborne your three. Justin Jefferson would be the first pick in this draft. You know, if you were just drafting a skill position player, he would be my pick. So, good group. Uh, Remember, Hawkinson is there as well. So, I'm not going to fight them at six for the Vikes. Chargers are really good as well. Like, I still like Gerald Everett. Now you have three receivers after drafting Quentin Johnston in the first round. Ekelar's got a lot of weight in this as well. Chargers have a great group of skill position players. As a Seattle, they're at four. Draft Charbonnet, you draft Jackson Smith and the Jigba in the round before. You already have Lockett and Metcalf. I think Walker's a really good running back. Light at tight end, but so be it. That's a really good trio of receivers. Really good pair of backs. I might have the Chargers over Seattle, but Seattle at four is about right. The Eagles at three. It's kind of a three-man show with Goddard. 
Devontae Smith, and of course, A.J. Brown. But that's a great three-man show. And I will say that group benefits from a great running game and a great O-line a little more than some of these other teams. But it's a top five group. I mean, the running backs, we'll see how that works out with Swift and Penny, but I'm sure they'll be fine. Uh, the last AFC North team is the Bengals. I'm sure a lot of you thought they would be one. One is the Niners. I think the Niners are clearly number one. Um, with all respect to Cincy, I mean, they're a little more like Miami than people want to give them credit for in that their top two receivers are elite. I mean, if Higgins is your two, you're doing really well. If Waddle's your two, you're doing really well. Chase is a star. But tight ends are meh. I mean, maybe Irv Smith resurrects his career. I know a lot of people love Tyler Boyd around here, but I think he's fine. And I think he's a average slot receiver at this stage of his career. Nothing special, maybe even slightly declining. And I think Joe Mixon's declining. I thought he had a very down year. So the Bengals, are fine. I'm fine at two, but I don't think they're knocking on the door for one. One is the Niners. And by no means are the Steelers in the same class as the Niners. The Niners are one. Steelers are 10-ish on my book, if we figured it out. But what they kind of have in common is they're – here's why I keep going with the Niners. If your fourth option in the passing game is Brandon Ayuk or Kittle, wow. You know, and the Steelers aren't at that level. But if your fourth option is Pickens or Allen Robinson or Fryermuth, you know, it's hard to take one guy away from these offenses, especially the Niners. I mean, McCaffrey would carry the most weight for me of any running back all-around game, but especially pass catching. Kittle's a top three tight end. Samuel and Ayuk is a top five, probably receiver pairing. And Ayuk might even be better than Samuel, to be honest with you. So that's a tremendous group. And then you guys have guys like Juszczyk, too, that are valuable. You know, So Niners do it right. Um, they're a line and quarterback of problems, but that's not the way they're built. So I thought this was interesting comparing the Steelers to the rest of the league. And I'm not saying they're in the neighborhood of number one, but they're not super far off. You know, I mean, what if Pickens develops into a star or Fryer moves to top five tight end? Maybe then they're fifth next year. Next year, You know, I'm just being a little optimistic. But all right, over and out. Take care. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.